This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hello, hello. Five past nine. Good to be with you again. The band's back together. Well, kind of, Serena Hahn. How are you down in Albany? Ah, greetings. <laughs> Ro, we are like ships in the night. <laughs> we just find a way to not be in this studio together, don't we? <laughs> ah, it's as if we're avoiding one another. Not really. Never. Not really. Never. No, but I'm down here at uh, Kinjaling country, which is, you know, the Manang Nung our country mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I have to tell you it is sensational down oh. here the last couple of days. What oh, sort of temp, Sabby? No. Oh, 24 today. Oh, gorgeous. And it hasn't been windy, which is astonishing. Yeah. But the ocean and the inlet are looking sensational. Oh, such a pretty place. We give oh. it so much grief for its weather, the south coast, but gee, when it's good, I it's know. glorious. It's a cracker. Mm, mm. And, of course, I'm down here for, <laughs> uh, for the uh, Green Fair on the square. Yes. And but have I've you got, got a bit of, any got special guests with you yeah. today? Well, uh, no. Well, I Four-legged have a lot ones? of... Yeah, I've got competition. I reckon I've got the stiffest competition I've ever had at a gig that for popularity. I've yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got miniature milking goats. <laughs> so and, cute. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll be able to pull the crowd from that row. <laughs> no, that's that's a pretty tough competition, Sab. Um, and you're good. You're really good. I, I know, but I I don't know. I reckon it's going to be a tough. It's, Actually, uh, my talk is sold out. I, oh. I have to tell people. So they're miniature milking goats. <laughs> but you will be able to go to the miniature milking goats yeah, rather okay. than me. Okay. Uh, you might get a crack at being able to milk it. I'm not too sure. Oh. You'd have to get children. You'll have to report they're... back next week. I might have a crack at it. <laughs> oh, jeez. These poor little goats. <laughs> You just behave. Talk to your guests. Do what you do well. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can kneel down that low. <laughs> Someone, please take footage of her trying to get back up. <laughs> to hell with the goat. Just, well, I'd be like, I'm when I get up off the ground. It's like when you watch a baby giraffe just being born. <laughs> And trying to get up. Hey, pretty similar to that, I reckon. <laughs> oh, Sam, I shouldn't laugh, but you've got, you know, a couple of years on me and I reckon I'm less <laughs> agile than you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, we're here for Roots and Shoots, of course. We are. Sam's going to answer your questions for the next 52 minutes if you get them through. 0437 on the text, as always. You can give us a call, 1300 720 And if you've got a photo you need Sab to check um, and give you some advice, then it's perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Unless you're my dad who just sends me photos during the week and thinks he can, you know, jump the queue and get a bit of special treatment. Ah, I love it. I love it. And yeah, I love the photos that your dad sent because he's just taken photos of a trunk. <laughs> like, there's, there's no leaves, there's no flowers. It's lucky that I, as soon as I saw the trunk, I knew exactly what it was. What was it, Sab, just in case he's listening? Oh, 
It's uh, it's it's Eucalyptus cesia, also known as Silver Princess. Ah, there we go. Dad had a little excursion out to Whiteman Park this week, so he's he's paying attention. He might have just been showing off to his mates at the. Yeah. Could have been yeah, too. his housing arrangement <laughs> and to say he's got quick access to Sabrina Hahn. But that's okay, Dad. We, we, yep. We're okay with that. You're allowed and to I get benefits you, from this. Your yeah. dad's, your dad's dad is sensational. He's a yeah. good man. Do you know who's yeah. also a good person? Who? Cynthia. The, the ah. John Farnham of the open gardens world who just she can't is. retire. She just yeah, keeps on coming right. back to us. Hello, Cynthia. Good morning, Roy. Good morning, Sabrina. Good morning, Cynthia. It's so lovely to hear your voice. Oh, dear. Anyway, we've got a great garden this morning and tomorrow. It's quite a different garden, and it's the Granville Garden at 10 Currawong Drive in Gooseberry Hill. Quite a hilly sort of an area, but they have uh, lots of different kinds of palms, ferns, and um, shade-loving Um, plants in the bottom part of the garden. They've got the most beautiful big fish ponds, two big fish ponds, uh, and it's got a lovely little waterfall that um, Alex can turn on underneath the the deck. Yeah. Beautiful place to sit and have a cup of tea. And if you're up on the deck looking down on that section of garden, it's beautiful. They've also got a tropical orchard with um, custard apple trees, uh, lychees and uh, longan tree is in blossom at the moment. Hazel said it's looking absolutely beautiful. I haven't seen one of those myself. So that would be different. Yeah. Uh, And the top part of the garden is native. So a bit of everything um, in this one. The Rotary Club is doing the catering, so people will need to bring cash because they probably haven't got one of those card readers. So, um, yeah, very different garden, this one. I love it. Sounds absolutely glorious. Yeah. Good on you, Cynthia. Thanks a lot. Good to talk to you. 10 Currawong Drive, Gooseberry Hill is where uh, you are headed for Open Gardens this weekend. Sab, shall we put you to work? Oh, I guess so, Ro. I guess <laughs> so. Let's do it. Christine is in Busso. Hello, Christine. Oh, hello. How are you going? Good. Yeah, good. Hi, Sab. Sab, how are you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, marvellous, Christine. Marvellous. Yeah, well, I have um, a very... Um, a problem because my mother-in-law grew this jacaranda tree from seed from Carlisle where they used to live and uh, it's looking dead but it isn't because it's got um, shoots from the bottom because I planted it out and I think the rabbits got it and I saw that so I put some plastic over it or to cover it up at the bottom where they were getting yeah. it and I sort of yeah. left it to its piece and I've gone over there and I thought you're looking dead but it's actually got um, shooting from the bottom. Below, oh, obviously, where the rabbit's okay. got. Yeah. What yes. do I do? Well, where there's life, there's hope. So <laughs> uh, now what will happen is your your tree is it's probably come back multi multi trunked. Yes. It has, mm. yeah. Well, yeah. you're going to have to prune you're going to have to keep one leader. And take yeah, and take the rest off. Unfortunately. So when do I do that? Do I chop the bit that's looking dead off? Yep, chop all the dead bits off. Take leave one leader and cut all the others off, and do that now. 
Okay, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Now, my daughter has one of these trees as well. Right. And <laughs> and she planted it in her front yard. Um, yeah. We're on acreage. And she said to me the other day, she said, the leaves are coming and then they're dropping off. Oh, uh, okay. So, well, that could be, you know, we had a couple of really hot days. So yeah. sometimes when you get big shifts in temperature, that happens. So I wouldn't okay. be too concerned if I were you. No, okay. Well, she just yeah. said we were talking about it yesterday and she says, can you ask for me too? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all lean on to get the favours around here, I don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought while we are talking. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, My pleasure, Christine. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Good on you, Christine. Thank you. We're going to go your way, Sabby, to beautiful Albany. Hello, Julie. Good morning. Morning, Julie. Good morning. I can't come and see you because you're all booked out, so I thought, well, I'll have to <laughs> oh. ring you. Well, that's all Next right. Next best then. option. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope I'm as good as the me. goat. I really do. I'm, I'm starting I'm to get worried. Down later. <laughs> yeah, I'm heading down later, so I'll have my phone out. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> I wondered if you could help me, please. Um, I've got three blueberries in bushes, in, in pots, I should say. Um, yeah. The two, two are looking great. They're all, and the three of them are fruiting. Um, one of them, the leaves are turning um, autumn-ish, like yellow, yeah. um, goldy, um, green, red. And I'm wondering what on earth is going on. Well, what that one is doing, it's going, oh, I think it's autumn. It could be spring, but maybe it's autumn. So some blueberry varieties are for uh, warmer climates and some are the cold climate ones. So the Uh ones that are for the warmer climate will actually change the colour of their leaves. Um, It's quite normal at this interchangeable season. Yes. Uh, so I wouldn't worry too much about it, but what I would do is give them some trace elements because okay. it may yes. also be a nutrient deficiency. Okay, because it's interesting. Yeah. It hasn't, I've had them for years and it hasn't done it before. Ah, yeah, well, see, our seasons are changing so rapidly. Yes. It's just hard to know, isn't it, what the hell oh. is going on. Okay, well, get out the trace elements. Yeah. And would repotting help? I haven't repotted it for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. That would be a very good idea. Yeah. Okay, I shall do it. Thank you so much. I would definitely And I look forward to seeing you milking the goats. (laughs) (laughs) We look forward to your footage, Julie. (laughs) Thank you. Have a good Saturday. It's quarter past nine. You're listening to Roots and Shoots with Rowan Sab. Uh, Ashley's in Bassendine. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, Ashley. That's good. Um, I was wondering if you could give me some advice about my poinciana trees that the council put in on our verge. It's, um, it hasn't grown at all in about four years. It still hasn't oh. cleared the stakes that they put either side of it. Um, and it's it was four surrounded years by old. lawn. It's four years yeah. old. We, we dug the lawn out around it. We had a, someone come and excavate it and we planted natives and mulched around it yep. and it, I water it all the time in summer, fertilise and it just won't grow. Is it worth uh, leaving or should I rip it out and replace it with something else? No, no, give it another summer. Now what happens yeah. is people usually, how, how tall is it by the way? Um, it's about a metre and a half. Okay. Two metres. So what yeah. happens is most people lose their poinsettias in the first two years because they don't survive okay. winter. 
Um, now, if we have a really hot summer, that will be good for your poinciana. And because the weather's hot and cold, sort of warm, slowly warm, um, it's going to be hard for poinciana's to get a wriggle on. What I would do is I'd clear any of the lawn around from the poinciana. Yeah, that's all gone. Oh, that's all gone? Okay. Now, yeah, we dug it all out. Okay. Do a cake mix. I want you to get a bag of compost. Yep. And in that, you're going to mix half a bag of cow poo. Yep. Some uh, cocoa peat. Okay. And you need about a quarter of a bag of cocoa peat. Okay. And then some slow-release fertiliser. And you're going right. to put that all around the top of the poinciana and you're going to water it in really well. Okay. Now, Great. give it this summer. If it does not move this summer, there's a problem down at the root system. It'll be a dud. Rip it out. Try again. Okay. Will do. Thanks very much, Sabrina. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. Um, sub doing a little bit of production on air, but can you see the photos that have come through on the yes. email down there in Albany? Beautiful. Yes. Um, so we've yes. got one from Marie that says, Welcome to Albany, Sab. My ah, beautiful argyle apple has some leaves that are turning a pinkish colour and are a bit mm. spotty. Should I be concerned? Mm. Otherwise, it's very healthy, as you can see. So it does have a little bit of a... Well, it's got a little bit of a fungal disease because uh, I can tell by the, the spotting on the leaf... And it's got some psyllids, which are uh, a little sort of pimply, sap-sucking bug. So what she has to do is to prune off the affected leaves. There's a couple of branches that have the all the spotting, the fungus on the leaves, and they're the ones that have got the, the psyllid on them, and that'll get rid of them. You know, you can't really do much about psyllids. Most gums get them, but I would spray the tree with a mancozeb-based um, based fungicide. Okay. So if you try that, Marie, then that should solve all the problem. Excellent. Hmm. Good job, Sabby. Uh, we've got some texts. We've got lots of texts, actually. So let's uh, put a dent in some of these. Hi, Sabrina. When, where can you buy the mineral implants and injections to save our peppermints in Quindalup, Dunsborough area? Murdoch Uni has done research in this area. Many thanks from Meter. What can you, okay. guidance can you give, Sab? Okay, so Meter. There's mineral implants, but the injections for the, for the peppies... Um, so the mineral implants are, uh, so there's two types that they use. One is very high in phosphorus and they use that when plants have uh, dieback. Then there's other ones that have all sorts of other minerals in them that are to give the tree health. So you you need to know whether you're doing the mineral implants or the ones for a fungal disease like dieback or anthracnose. So the mineral implants, um, there are a couple of uh, arborists that have them, but if you go onto our website, we can 
point you in the right direction and get more information on whether you want the ones to fight fungal diseases or if you want the mineral implants. So go to our website, email us, and we'll give you all the other information that you need. Okay, perfect. Uh Question for Sabrina from a total novice, this one, Sab. Planting a garden bed from scratch. Very basic viburnum and climbing star jasmine. How best to prepare the quiet, sandy soil before planting? That's from Mike in Mount Claremont. I love it when people are starting a garden from scratch. It's so exciting. (laughs) It can be scary as well, Sounds stressful from where I sit. (laughs) (laughs) So... Clay and compost. Clay and compost will be your biggest friend here. So you can buy bags of clay and you can buy you can buy bulker bags of compost um, and you can buy trailer loads of landscape mix, but you need to know what's in the landscape mix. So if I were you, Mike, I would go and get, uh, just go and get uh, some bags of co- clay, bags of compost, Uh, slow-release fertiliser and a wetting agent and you're going to mix all that in with the soil, the sandy soil that you've already got. You don't have to remove it. Oh, thank God I hear him (laughs) say. Um, So how much clay, how much compost? In a wheelbarrow, you would have something like four bags of clay and half a bag, uh, sorry, four bags of compost, half a bag of clay. Okay. Beautifully done. There you go, Mike. Thank you, Sab. 22 past nine, you're listening to Roots and Shoots. Sab's Pick of the Week is coming your way soon and we're going to go back to your calls next. ABC Listen. Tape 5 with San Rowe is back for a new season. And I'll be asking some extraordinary people about the five songs that shaped them. So what five songs have shaped Noel Gallagher? Straight away, I'm there. Spoiler alert. He has some stories. Go to the ABC Listen app to hear the full interviews from the episodes on screen. Season two of Take Five with me, Zan Rowe. Find the podcast now on the ABC Listen app. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. All right, let's head back to your calls. Justin is in Waterford. Hello, Justin. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, hi, Sabrina. I love your program. Oh, thank hey, you. Hey, um, I, I have a quick one for you. I've got two Sago cycads in the front yard in Perth, and yep. um, they are they are fairly exposed to direct sunlight. But um, interestingly, and I've just noticed um, that uh, new fronds are coming out on them again. They're only just starting to appear through the centre of the plants. Yep. But the problem that I've got, and and I've got some neighbours that have the same sagos, and their their fronds remain green when when they when they flourish. But mine turn brown very quickly. I'm wondering why. Uh, that will be a either it's not humid enough, or it's a manganese deficiency, or there's another little thing. It's a bit like an aphid, really, and it. it uh, not an aphid, a caterpillar, a little larvae that eats all the the edges, the tips of the new fronds. Does it look like it's being eaten? No, no, certainly no um, insects or grubs or okay, any of that so, around the plants. But um, okay, maybe so it's the a manganese, manganese thing. It's a manganese yeah. deficiency. Yeah. Well, admittedly, yeah. in the space of four years, they haven't received any fertiliser of any type. So, um, uh, okay. um, other other than water, so uh, yeah. maybe maybe that's the that's the yeah. answer. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. 
yep. And look, so, and look, just really quickly too, the teddy bear magnolias that are in the backyard that are also exposed to fairly high temperatures in summer, the, yeah. their leaves are going brown as well, uh, Sabrina. Well, it sounds to me like you've got a, uh, a mineral deficiency going on everywhere in your garden. You need to get some trace elements. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll I'll, I'll get onto that. That sounds great. And the manganese for the for the sagos is a is a is a good tip. Thanks so manganese much. Manganese sulfate. Yep. 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 Thanks, Sabrina. Yep. Good on you. Okay. No good worries, stuff, Justin. Justin. Uh, hi, Sab. Can the mineral implants be used to treat Jarrah dieback? Says Bob in Rolly Stone. Yes, because what they do now that's they're not implants. What you need for that, which is another different thing. <laughs> Uh, just to confuse everyone totally, uh, is they inject phosphite into the cambium layer of the jarrah. So you need tree syringes and you need the phosphite and you suck up the phosphite in the tree syringe. You drill a hole in the tree every 10 centimetres around the, the trunk of the tree and then you screw in these big tree syringes, let the trigger go, and you do it in the morning or you do it in, late in the afternoon and it sucks it up and that helps. It won't kill the dieback, which is a water mould, but it does help the plant to survive. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Mark from Les Murdy says, Good morning, ladies. Sabby, talking about goats. You're a gardening goat. Greatest oh. gardener of all time. <laughs> I mean that in the nicest possible way. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, we, yeah. Compliments are allowed to be a little twisted on this program. We're totally yeah, down with definitely. that. <laughs> no offence taken anywhere with no. this lot. Gosh, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed. Yep. Um, Diane is in Geraldton. Hello, Diane. Oh, good morning, Rowan, Sabrina. Thank you for taking my call. Um a well-known potting mix um, that, of course, I can't give the brand of. No. Um, I've, I've been buying it for, for years but have just found that it's um, it's not draining. Like when I go to put repot plants, it just doesn't yep. drain. It's okay. And I don't know what to do with it. Can I mix something in with it? Or, yep, you or sure what? can. So if the potting mix is not draining, I would mix in some... Um, Cocoa peat, which is coconut fibre that's all broken up. You can buy it in bags. And that just helps aerate everything, Diane. Right. But it drains really freely. Right, I, I I was thinking of um, perlite, but you don't, you wouldn't put that. Oh, you can, yeah, you can use perlite as well. Perlite's great stuff. Dries out, dries out quite quickly. But um, okay, yeah. But so it sounds to me like you need <laughs> you need it to dry out a bit. So yeah, get a bag of perlite. Uh, okay, so right. So with with one bag of the potting mix, how much yep. perlite should I put in? Um, so the bags. Well, it depends how bag how big the bag is. But for one full the, bag the, of the potting usual mix, size. Yeah. Uh, well, I buy mine in massive big bags. <laughs> oh, but, <okay>. um, <laughs> but I tell you, in terms of a laundry bucket, because as Ro knows, yeah. that's how I measure Everything's everything. Everything's in laundry buckets. Yep. Okay, or yes. uh, the length of a ruler, which is a bit hard to do with perlite. <laughs> so um, in a laundry bucket for a full bag of your 
gluggy potting mix, I would put in half a laundry bucket of perlite. Okay, fantastic. Because I thought otherwise it's just a waste of these bags and then they're yeah. not cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yep. thank you, Sabrina. Okay, no worries, Diane. Thanks, Diane. Uh, quick uh, clarification from Bob. Uh, Sabby, uh, Bob here again. I've got the syringes ready to go, oh. but I just wondered if the implants were a viable alternative. Uh, Bob, it depends. If you're after, if you're doing dieback, you can get the implants that are the ones that have got the high phosphorus levels. Okay. Um, if you don't have those, then oh well, he may not even have anything yet, but. Um, so if a tree has dieback or it's ill, it still needs the implants. So, but if it's phytophthora, then use the phosphite. Um, if it's not phytophthora and it's just looking a bit poorly, use the mineral implants. I'm just giggling, Sab. <laughs> like I'm sure all of what you just said makes perfect sense to <laughs> some. Hopefully, hopefully it does to Bob. That's the important bit. <laughs> Well, you know, what I could say is just do something. Do anything. <laughs> Even if you have to pee on it, Bob, something's going to help. See, now we're talking about simpler solutions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sammy, it's half past nine, so oh. let's do it. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. <laughs> I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. I think I had a last-ditch effort from someone on the ABC Perth um, Saturday Brekkie program this morning who, who came to me not long before 9 o'clock hoping that they could sway you to opera. But what they uh, need to know is you, you, you think about these things carefully and it's yeah. sent through earlier in the yep. week and yep. when yep. they're locked and loaded, we just we just stick with it. Yeah. Well, we, we'll go opera next week. Okay. I reckon. All right. Yeah, I promise opera next week, and I promise an absolute cracker for our last <laughs> for our last show of the year, Rose. But yes. I'm not giving any hints. No, no, you don't want to be no. giving any hints away. Absolutely not. But today, what have you got Ro, today? Today we've got a little indie rock band from Brizzy. Mm. Uh, they're called Jungle Giants. And this little track, which you will be rocking to without a doubt, I reckon it's good goat milking music as well, I have to say. It's called On Your Way Down by the Jungle Giants. All right, let's have a listen. If you've got thoughts on it, 0437 We look forward to your feedback. There we go, Sabby. You jumping hey. around down there? Yeah, I'm rocking. How are the mini goats? Rocking the goats. Do goats they enjoy it? it? They are. They, they. You know, they're just lifting up one little leg at a time, <laughs> one little hoof, jiving around. Uh, Nola's in Bunbury. She says, "Pick of the week." Milk those goats. I'm jumping around. Sciatica be buggered. Love it. 
<laughs> well, that's good. That's yeah, excellent. I think that's endorsement. Yep. Um, I don't think this is, though. Annie says it's a good job there in Brisbane. Oh, Annie. <laughs> that's sad. It's all right because Belle said you can never go wrong with Jungle Giants. Great oh, tune. There you go. Yeah. Wow, Sab, you've got Pabrig rocking this morning. Awesome. Ooh. Great song, Sabby. Um, oh, from... Really loving this one, Sab. Rocking here. That's Gloria in Floriot. Yay, Sab. Love it. Great bed making music at St. Joan's Cottage. Sneaky oh. plug. Bias Barb <laughs> in Geraldton. Her <laughs> bias Barb. She always ticks. Ah, she's good. Same yeah. as Sandy and Reggie Dog in Scarborough, yes. who say, uh, cruisy, boppy start to my Saturday. Right. Uh, Oh, Rowan Sab started out with promise, but did the needle get stuck? <laughs> says oh, no, oh, this much needs someone else. Well, you know, I'm catering for goats as well this morning. <laughs> That's true. You're not just thinking about us humans. Um, Janine's given us the three thumbs up, so Yay. you know, I think I mean, you've I pleased think a few a there, Sab. Yeah, yeah, I think we've got a win on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Annie. In Chidlow, she didn't. No, like. no, she was no. happy for the four and a half thousand or whatever it is kilometres between yeah. Chidlow yep. and yeah. Brisbane. Uh, Tracy in Edgewater, perlite, lol. She says, "I put it in my pool pots, and as the pool gets the strong easterlies, I was floating in the pool on my floaty with a drinkies, and there was perlite <laughs> floating with me too." <laughs> that would be like. That'd be like uh, like fairy dust or something <laughs> in the pool with you. I think that's lovely. <laughs> oh, if that's if that's what you're looking for, yep. Yep. Um, Lee says uh, about your pick of the week. Perfect for chasing a cockroach that entered my boudoir last night. I'm exhausted. Ooh. Oh, cockroach yeah, still want... living. Ooh, mm. You don't want cockroaches in your in your bedroom. No. Anywhere no. else is okay, but not in your bedroom. What's their role in the ecosystem? Lots of things eat cockroaches. Right. Um, and they, if you've got any food stuff left on your knives, forks and plates <laughs> that you leave on the bench overnight. Who does they that? Just, they, just cle- <laughs> they just clean it up for you, Rope. Ah, see. Good mm. things, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a use for everything. <laughs> There is. Uh, You know what? We might even just go back to some gardening texts. Oh, all right then. You had had a little bit of fun and frivolity and back to work we go. Um, Hi, Sabrina. I planted some sweet pea seedlings. I should also say there's some lines open if you want to give us a call. 1300 222 720. But to Deb's uh, text, Deb's in Como. I planted some sweet pea seedlings in a large pot with a centre, with a post and with chicken wire. They have grown lushly, but only a few flowers. Will they flower still, do you think, Sab? Do they need help? Uh, They probably will flower. So what I would do is cut their tops off. So take about, uh, don't take too much off. Sort of more like a tip prune. So don't take more than, say, five centimetres off. And then um, give them some sulphate of potash. So you want potassium in there. Uh, and see how, see if you get anything. Okay. There we go. Good luck with that, Deb. Um, Hi, Sabrina. I've been given a blueberry and a raspberry plant in small pots purchased from our gorgeous garden centre in Kalgoorlie. What should I do now to keep them alive? Should they be planted or kept in pots, says Liz? 
Oh, they don't like heavy soil and Kalgoorlie has heaps of that. So I would definitely keep them in a pot. So they need they need uh, they need morning sun and afternoon shade, but in Cal in summer rarely you don't want them getting any more sun past 11 o'clock. Uh, get some they need a, an acidic based soil so you can add a bit of if you've just got ordinary potting mix add a bit of uh, granular sulfur to the mix and they need they'll need a fair bit of water in summer and always mulch them as okay. well beautiful we've got a few emails sab to perth yep. weekends at your.abc.net.au monty sent this one hi sabrina i have this plant in my backyard but have no idea what it is can you help Ooh, i can in about 10 seconds because <laughs> it's downloading now you're getting the brains uh, trust to are. help oh, oh yeah take that out You do not want that spiky, horrible, nasty palm, Monty. It has the most vicious spikes on it and it will cause you nothing but grief. And it's only about a couple of metres high now, so I'd cut it down while it's small. You do not want that palm. You don't want it getting bigger and bigger. Oh, no. Okay. Easy. Thank you very much. Uh, Another email, Sab, from Nikki. Hi, Sab and Rowanna. I planted these Grevillea Dorothy Gordons about two and a half years ago because of their pretty mauve flowers. I ripped up three thriving Indian hawthorns to put these in, but they've struggled ever since. Mm. I have a predominantly native garden on my quarter acre block, three streets back from the beach in Falcon. So Mm. I'm guessing the soil is quite alkaline. Is there anything I can do to make them look happier and be green again, writes Nikki? Those those uh, grevilleas, they're almost, they're so yellow, they're almost like a high-vis shirt. <laughs> um, now, Dorothy Perkins does not like alkaline soil. Mm-hmm. She is a grevillea from Queensland. Um, wrong grevillea for that spot. I would put in something like grevillea Lilianne which is really good in alkaline soils. Um, The only thing you could do is you're going to have to spray it with trace elements, get a foliar trace element spray. You have to do it every fortnight. Get some powdered sulphur, sprinkle that in at the base and dig it into the soil. Add some compost. What else? Um, Look, it's a lot of mucking around for a grevillea that doesn't like alkaline soil. Don't <laughs> get grevillea Lillian. You'll be thrilled. There we go. There we go. Took to the last five seconds to get the absolute value yeah. out of that feedback. <laughs> Replace. <laughs> um, and finally on the emails, uh, Sheila has yes. written, easier to crack the Da Vinci Code than get an email address for reasons. <laughs> Oh, I should pre-read things, but that's actually funny. <laughs> oh, we're so sorry. Oh, I, so I've sure. heard a rumour that life will get easier in this department, uh, Sheila, but I don't want to make you promises I can't yeah. keep. So um, stay listening over the coming weeks and hopefully life may get a little bit easier with sending pics. Anyway, this is uh, a photo sh- uh, Sab in Sheila's front garden in her yes. retirement village. It's on a slope, on a corner, gets morning sun and the whole Fremantle medical team, not just the doctor, <laughs> <laughs> potted plants 
You're entertaining, Sheila. I'll give you that. Um, The potted plants get blown over or roots exposed by the southwest winds. Suggestions, please, oh wise one, which I'm going to assume is you, Sab. How how lovely is that? Mm. Um, Okay, yeah, it does look like uh, they are, well, wrong choice of the succulent called... Uh, something Jack, can't remember what it is. You need stuff that is really ground hugging and and it shoots from the base of the tree. So your selection of plants thus far is not very good uh, and the frangipani will get knocked around um, because it needs to be staked. So ground covers such as myoporum, uh, you've got the Evolvulus Blue My Mind. Scavola will be very good. Goudinia will be fantastic. Leptospermum Bobbles will work well. Uh, most of the smaller Eremophila Maculata will work very well. Um, start with those and then I'll give you another whole mob. And they've got... Um, the chalk sticks there, I would have thought they'd do quite well. But the flapjacks, succulents that have got the beautiful red leaves, if you want something with reddish colour, go Aenium. Aenium. Instead. Beautiful. Good on you, Sheila. Thanks for entertaining us. Yes. We're going to go back to your calls in just a moment. G'day, Mitch Turner here. Join me and Kim Hughes on Summer Sports Talk this Saturday as we chat to some of the biggest names in WA sport, like Wildcats coach John Rilly. No disrespect to you, Mitch, but this is going to be the highlight of my weekend, talking to Kim Hughes. Watching him take uh, the West Indies over Square Leg for six was a childhood memory. John, you could come on here every (laughs) single Saturday. Tune in from half past three on ABC Radio Perth and WA, Sport Digital and the ABC Listen app. This is Roots and Shoots with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. It's quarter to ten, which means you've got 15 minutes to get in the queue and ask your question of Sab. We're going to head to Frank, who's down in the southwest now. Hello, Frank. Hi, how are you going, girl? Good. Yeah, good, Frank. I've got a question about my asparagus. Now, I planted some quite a few years ago and I'm loving it. Um yeah. I'm not too sure on, you know, do you ever need to dig it up and, um, you know, to maintain it and keep it all happy or just you leave it alone and eat it? Uh, well, you do need to, you can divide up the crowns after about eight years if you want to, or you can just leave them in the ground for 80 years. Um, uh, okay. And I've got, um, some of them are like 30 millimetres thick. And other ones are like one millimetre thick right next to each other. Yeah. Um, and how long can I harvest them for, you know, if you just keep on eating them all the time, eventually it'll run out of energy. So when do I stop harvesting them? Well, that depends on the variety. Now, the one that's 30 centimetres thick, it's probably the heritage French one called Fat Bastard, which is aptly named, <laughs> I have to say. And then the other one, it may be coming from a different crown and it could be a female because it's the male, it's the male um, asparagus that have the big fat bastard species. Uh, the yeah, females I haven't had any... I haven't had any of the um, seeds, you know, I haven't gone to seed, but, you know, like right next to a fat one would be a really skinny one and then mm. all sizes in between, so there's no uniform sizes. Some are as oh, thick okay. as a pencil. Right. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. 
Yep. Okay. Um, so in that case, um, now what you do is you will have you will see that the asparagus will start going to fern really quickly. So the asparagus spears will stop spearing. And they'll go straight to fern, and that's an indication that they that that you won't get any more spears. So usually, that as soon as the weather starts heating up, that's when they'll start going to fern, and that's when you feed your asparagus. So the fern sends all the energy to the crown. So it's important to leave the fern on the asparagus crown until June, and then you cut them right down. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Okay. No worries, Frank. Love the show. Thank you. Good on you, Frank. Let's go to Jenny. He's in 2J. Hey, Jenny. Hello. Good morning. Um, Sabrina, I rung you a few times before. We've got a weekender up at 2J that's suffering from a very dry winter. Yeah. I'm not planning to plant anything at the moment, but we're rejigging all our articulation and we're hoping yep. if we can to get it, you know, quite short on water, yep. down to watering once a week. Can yep. you just give me your most drought tolerant, big coverage kind of bang for your buck natives or plants that I could put in in autumn next year? Okay, so the ground very cover. Soil. Okay, so yep. um, the ground cover banksias are really, yes. really good. So um, the black, black or whatever, or yes, yep. So okay. they are going to be wonderful. There is um, an acacia ground cover that uh, is a dwarf variety. One of the, one strain's called Springtime Cascade and the other yep. one's just the, uh, the ground cover Seligna. They are tough as old boots. Most okay. of the Eremophilas will only need one watering a week. They will survive. Yeah. So Eremophilas have beautiful flowers, many different colours. Some of them have silver okay. foliage. Yep. Most of the hakias, most of the melaleucas, there's actually heaps to choose from. Okay. Um, if I were you, I would uh, uh, go to a nursery in Perth that yes. specialises in native West Australian plants okay. uh, and they are out at Oakford. Okay, beautiful. Talking mm. code, well done. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sabrina. Uh, I will get going and researching and have a good fun time planning my garden. Thank you so sensational. much. Sensational. Thanks, Jenny. You got pretty good at talking in code over the years, Sab. Oh, haven't I ever? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, I just got a text from a gorgeous almost 11-year-old who's confiscated her mum's phone and, and sent me Aww. a message. And she's saying, I would like a baby goat for my birthday. Her birthday's in a couple of weeks. Can you get Sabrina to bring me one back, please? And I replied and said, well, only if we can share the baby goat. Yeah. And she said, deal. So it's over to you now, Sab. Well, Jess has just texted me and she said she wants one of those milking goats as well. Okay, so you're going to need a trailer. Well, I've got the ute. Oh, So, perfect. you know, if I could tether a few, that's three so far, three little goats, because um, Jess reckons it'll be a really good friend for her dog. Uh, Given the popularity, it might be worth getting a male and a female. Ah, and to grow my own miniature goats. Well, you know, this could be your retirement plan, Sab. <laughs> 
I have to say, as a gardener, I don't think goat is the best <laughs> animal to have. Oh, but for a gardener like me, I reckon they'd work really well. <laughs> so, um, so what was his name? Sorry, our our little eleven-year-old. Oh, obviously, Erin is her name. Erin, yep. sorry. Okay, Erin. What I am going to do is I will get heaps of information about said <laughs> little goats, dwarf goats, and um, I'll put it up on uh, – I'll get Jess to put it up on the Facebook page so everyone who wants one of these little goats <laughs> can find out where you get them from. Oh, there's going to be a mini milking goat bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you get a male, you won't be able to milk it. But um, So true. that's probably – yeah, anyway, I'll get as much information <laughs> on these little goats as I can. Excellent, excellent. That sounds um, jolly good and I'm getting lots of clappy hands and yes, yes back on the text <laughs> as you as you speak. Um, back to the text of our listeners, of course, 0437922720 and we've got a couple of lines open if you want to get in before we finish with you in about oh, eight minutes from now, 1300222720. Elizabeth in Belmont says, Hi Sabrina, when should I expect flowers on passion fruit. They're healthy, lots of new growth after September prune, two years old. How close do you think Elizabeth is? This summer, Elizabeth, this summer you should get your passion fruits fruiting. So what I would do is I would go and get some trace elements and spread them all the way along the vine and a bit of poo. They love (laughs) chicken poo. Love chicken poo. Job done? Yep. Excellent. All right, let's uh, – oh, one more text. Um, Caroline says, hi, Sabrina, I have fruit tree which drops its fruit every year. It's peach. Any suggestions, please? Thank you. Yep. There is a foliar spray that helps your flowers, uh, hint, grow up into peaches. So it's a foliar spray you put on all your fruit trees and it helps uh, the development of fruit from flower. Maybe a bit late if your peach tree is already flowered. Okay. Um, another question for Sabrina. Why don't my native Kwandongs ever fruit? They are a thousand square metre grove oh. located amongst a set of coastal dunes. Ah. Um, I don't know. I would say that it's a mineral deficiency. So Kwandongs are semi-parasitic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if they haven't hooked on to enough stuff around them. I would start trialling, putting trace elements down and, and interplanting with other plants among the Kwangdong. Okay. Mm. Mm. Tricky. My uh, auntie whipped up some absolutely delicious Kwangdong jam this oh. week. Oh, isn't it the best? Oh. Absolutely beautiful. And I'm not much of a jam person. So mm. it's a no, big compliment great. for me. Because it's not too sweet. It mm. sort of has a, a slight tartness to it. But I love Guangdong jam. It's beautiful. Mm. Absolutely delicious. Greg writes, question for Sabrina, please. Major Slater problem in the vegetable garden. Tried beer traps, cardboard, everything. Still can't make a dent in them and they're eating all my seedlings. I put ant dust around my new seedlings to protect them. I'm not sure this is the right thing to do in a vegetable garden. Could neem oil on the soil help eradicate eradicate the slaters? Is it okay to use neem in an edible garden? Because the packet just says ornamentals. That's from Greg. 
You can use neem oil. It's not registered for use on vegetables, but it's not going to do anything for your slaters anyway. So um, try try this. I'm going to give you a couple of things to try. Try because uh, avocados, the price has come down now. So eat an avocado. Leave the upside shells all around the veggie garden um, and it actually kills the slaters. The other thing you can try, now the thing about the cardboard, it does work really well, but you've got to cut it in strips and it has to have the corrugation in it. But you've got to pick up the cardboard so you put it out in the evening right and you dampen it a little bit you have to pick the cardboard up in the middle of the day when all the slaters go in there in the middle of the day to get out of the heat and then you snap crackle pop and burn (laughs) that bit of cardboard there you go greg good luck with that one uh mia has given us a call from down in mandra hello mia hello hello mia Hey, we have a 15-year-old geisha girl tree at the Mm -hmm. front of our property and she's very sad. About 12 months ago, she started dying from the top on one side Mm -hmm. and we just, you know, it's been fine for, for, you know, 10 years. And then um, we sort of just give it a generic fertiliser a couple of times a year. Um, It faces, uh, I would say, south. But mm-hmm. the tree's been healthy, um, you know, for, for all the time that we've lived there. But just in the yeah. last 12 months, she's just gassed. She's running out of puff and one side's slowly dying. She's no longer a girl. This is the trouble, <laughs> Mia. She's turned into an old lady. Uh, now, <laughs> so um, she wants to retire. So I would say it's either developed root rot or she's just plum yeah. tuckered. She's just gone, no, I need to lie down. Uh, so I would um, give her a nice farewell, rip her out and put her granddaughter in its place. I had no idea they had a lifespan. Everything has a lifespan, Mia, apart from... Miniature goats, I'm hoping, because they're going to be enormously popular. Um, yeah, plants have a life. Yeah, I mean, gerantas, gerantas are really fast growing, and that's an indication that they have a short life. Okay, interesting. Mm. I'm very pleased that I called in. Thank you yeah. so much. Okay, no Thanks, worries, Mia. Mia. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Sammy, Shirley's given us some sage advice. Um, yes. Do not get a male goat as a pet. That is unless you can handle the extreme odour their mating oh, yeah. behaviour produces. Yeah. The neighbours yeah. far and wide will not thank you. That's true, Shirley. I did have a pet goat. I did have a pet male goat, and then I came home from school one day, and my father said <laughs> that that it had gone for a walk. Oh, over the rainbow bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I fear so, Shirley. <laughs> Ricky and Girawain are good on you for having a sleep in this morning. Woke up a bit late today, Ricky says, so I'm totally oh. confused by all the goat talk, but I'm enjoying it anyway. <laughs> Ricky, Zab's down in Albany and the promotion of her being there is um, almost ready for Green Fair on the Square with special guests Sabrina Hahn and... Miniature milking goats. And Sab was a little concerned from the top of the show that she might, for the first time ever, be outshone mm, mm. at one I of think, her gigs. I think, I think it's coming to fruition, 
from from what I can gather from this morning's program, Ro, I think I'm going to be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. We still love you, Sam. We, we love you and the Milking Goats. And the Milking Goats. <laughs> um, now, let's get through a few texts. We've got just all a right. couple of minutes. Um, Sandy and Karatha says, hi, what do I feed my indoor orchid with, please? Indoor uh, orchid mi- fertiliser. You get fertiliser spikes. Easy peasy. Uh, um, from Frustrated Flower Grower in Broome. Hi, Sab and Row. I'd like to make my own orchid potting mix to repot several orchids. What's the best mix to use? Okay, so you need to go and get some pine bark or some wood chip, a little bit of cocoa peat, a small amount of potting mix. Uh, mix it all together and there you go. Ah, beautifully done. Oh, Sab, what an effort. You've <laughs> soldiered through. I You're have. now free to go and, you know. Play with goats. Find out all of the information that we need about these miniature milking goats. Get a few loaded up. Yep. Get them safely back to Perth. Will do. I'll, I'll have the ute ready. <laughs> Sabby, always a pleasure. Have fun down there. Travel safe home. We'll talk to Will you soon. Will do, Ro. Bye. <laughs> Good to have your company again this morning. Thanks, Mickey Cusack. We'll do it all again next weekend. It's 10 o'clock. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.